0: Sports Radio, 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's
1: Terry. This is, in fact, Kirk Dieter. And my friend Tim Romano filling in for Terry on the Terry Wickstrom Outdoors Show 104.3 The Fan, and we are pleased to be joined right now by the the great Nate Zielinski. Nate, are you with us?
0: I'm with you. How are you guys doing today?
1: We're good, man. How you hey.
0: been? I'm doing good, real good. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's that time of year, going crazy, doing uh, you know 90 hour weeks on the water, but fishing's great, so there's no complaints by any means. Yeah,
1: you don't have anything to choose from now, do you? There's, there's nothing <laughs> exactly, going on.
0: Exactly right. It's, uh, it's that time of year where, uh, you know, it's a limited opportunity where such big fish are going crazy. Uh, you kind of squeeze it all in the best you can.
1: No doubt. So we, you were going to update us a little bit about the Evening Fishing League and then yeah yeah so yeah we, we got so much stuff
0: going on you know we'll kind of do some fishing reports but we had uh we had our league series uh this this last wednesday um and it went awesome we just kind of wanted to touch base on that kind of inform people on what's out there um there's no doubt that you know in in this day and age i would say that you know, even in the past you know several years we are now more kind of separated as anglers than we've ever been um it's just kind of one of those things you know you're you're Dedicate. you're a fly fisherman, or you're a bass fisherman, or a walleye fisherman. And there's just not as much, you know, involvement with other groups as I'd say there has been in the past. And we're trying to build up this lead to where we have A larger group or a larger association of anglers. So we put together our league night. Now, we do do it by species, uh, but it's a way to get on the water, meet people, you know, learn techniques, kind of just get involved in the fishing industry uh, just a little more than maybe just going out by yourself and fishing. Um, So it's a fun way to get out. Uh, And again, education is absolutely everything. So we host this league night like every other Wednesday at Chatfield Reservoir. Um, So you basically show up at 3.30 p.m. The event starts at 4 p.m. It goes till 8 p.m. It's $20 per person. Um, and we basically, it's all a, a photo documented or video documented entry. So you can take photos or video um, of your fish, but basically the longest fish wins. Um, and the more anglers that participate, the more spots we pay out. So for example, if we have 15 anglers fishing uh, you know, in a, in a certain division of species, we would pay down like three spots. It's um, just a cash payback, you know, just a, a small weekly leak series. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So we have the leak built for walleye, we have it built for bass, and we have it built for carp. So, last Wednesday, I think we had 17 bass anglers, uh, I think 13 walleye anglers, and five carp anglers, um, you know, all competing for, for the longest of each of those species. Um, and again, it's, it's one of those things, it's just more about the, the community involvement. So, if you don't understand fishing walleye in Colorado or bass or carp and you want to come do it, you know, come enter and in this type, you know, low-key environment, everybody's willing to share. So you can go out there and you can see what guys are doing. You can, you know, talk to them and learn what's going on to where you can create that success when you go out there for yourself. And I'm so really excited about it. So we just want to raise awareness that our league series is in full swing now. Again, walleye, bass, and carp at $20 per species. You can enter one, two, three, as many as you want. Uh, again, you got four hours to, to Get it done, and it all just uh, you just basically meet at the North Boat Dock at Chatfield. Uh, and all the information is available on our Facebook page and, uh, and our website at Tightline Outdoors.
1: Wow, that's you know, I can't agree with you more that there's so much that any angler in any ilk can benefit from crossing over and learning. Um, you know, I learn a lot of things that I apply to my fly fishing when I go out and bass fish, for example. So forth,
0: See? Oh, absolutely! I think that's one of the biggest things. You know, we're I'm a multi species guy, and we do a lot of that tight line, you know. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that that helps us out is I can't tell you how many times that we cross over things. You know, I mean, we we discovered that whole top water bite for lake trout because your mind's so open because you see it with other species and again i can't tell you how many techniques that we use almost on a daily basis for one species that derived as a as a mainstay technique for another species and again you broaden that uh that overall kind of perspective of the species and you know, you're trying new stuff and you're finding bigger fish and more bites and a lot of times it gets you through some of the some of the lulls when when you know something happens and the bite dies you have that broader perspective of different species, different techniques um again, it's just more uh, more tools in the arsenal, and a lot of times you can figure it out and have have some amazing days on the water by by those broader aspects
1: now we're Tim and i here we're we're fly guys typically, and we're trout guys, but i, I need some help like point me on some trout fishing with conventional gear? What would you set me up with, and where would I go and that kind of stuff
2: absolutely we're going to talk about the
0: of the fly right now, but right now. You know, I mean, we're catching a ton of trout in the front range, but this time of year, our fish are just coming out of post-spawn. Our water's now just getting into the 50s. Um, it is literally that time of year where our trout bites up in, like, the South Park area absolutely explode. So, like, right now, Spinning Mountain Reservoir and um, you know, the Corona Mid Hatch is just taken off. Um, those fish are getting in a, in a, in a well post spawn state, so they're now gathered up in a group, so now the fish are, are stacked together, um, and it is a Prime time, they're kind of losing that that post spawn lethargic kind of slower motion. So we're going out there and we are pounding some fish on these reservoirs. You know, where it's not uncommon to have fifty to eighty fish days right now. Which you have those type days and these big rainbows, these big browns. Uh, it's just it's a phenomenal day of fishing. So, those South Park lakes right now, and right now I break it down to two techniques, and it really diver- drives on on where my fish are in the water column. So, my shallower fish, whether it's in shallower water or shallower because they're suspended, but if I'm fishing the top five, eight feet of the water column, um, I'm throwing spoons. Things like Tasmanian Devils, castmasters, Masters, um, a bait that I can work fairly aggressive, or fairly quickly, uh, cover water when I hit those schools, uh just just kicks butt. You know, one of my main focuses as far as color, I'm fishing a lot of oranges. Right now, we kind of have a a cycle as everything starts to grow, some of our older studs in these bodies of water um, will die from time to time as you kind of go through a life cycle as everything starts to grow. Uh, So, we do see some studs kind of turning in that orange color at this time of year. When they turn orange, uh, those just love them because they're not as tough to and buried in the weeds. So, any of your kind of tan, your orange-type colors. Um, are really phenomenal right now, with those spoons, and it matches that natural hatch of those kind of, you know, older adult scuzzes are kind of going along in their life cycles, um, and that's a phenomenal bite. So spoons when they're high in the water column, anytime they're a little deeper, maybe that 8, 10, 12, 14 feet, um, we're swimming tube jigs, and the key thing in that phrase is swimming. Everybody takes a tube jig, and they fish it on bottom, or it's a technique derived from pass. Um, you know, uh, one of our, our senior guys here at Tightline, Will Dykstra, um, he's the king of swimming the tubes. It's one of those things that I kind of laughed at at first, and now, you know, I do it on a daily basis. So I take a three-and-a-half-inch tube jig, I overweight it to where everybody else is fishing an eighth ounce or quarter ounce. We put a 3 eighth ounce head in it. You bomb these tube jig, and you almost work it like you're working a a walk the dog type topwater bait. Just you know, big strokes on that rod tip, and you're making that tube jig dart two, three feet to left, to the right, to the right. You know, it just bounces back and forth, left and right, um, and those fish just love it. So I can fish it above weeds. Um, I got that single hook pointed up, so when those fish hit it, I get a rock-solid hook set. I'm not tearing up their mouth, with treble hooks. Um, and that swim and that tube jig bite is, is going now in those deeper fish. It's a fun technique, and uh, and it produces a lot of big fish. So, you know, right now, the South Park Lakes should be a main focus of mine. Again, spoons up high, tubes down low, um, and you're catching fish. And with that said, as our rivers are getting blown out, the stillwater bite on these bodies of water is second to none. Same type thing. I mean, when we're having a 50-fish day and every rainbow is 19 to 24 inches, you you can't beat it. And so if you're upset because your river's getting blown out with runoff, make your your way up there. Hit spinny. Throw on some chronomids, fish them slightly deeper than you might be used to. uh, And I'll tell you, it will open your eyes to a whole world of stillwater that is absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think stillwater fishing is something that we all need to put on our radar screens a little bit more often, even when it's not runoff time, because you yeah. get so much better as an angler fishing those still waters than if you just focus on the rivers, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's it's a it's a great technique to learn, and again, the quality of fish is
3: is pretty phenomenal. Nate, I, I question that that tube technique you were talking. Will you do that all summer as well, or just in the spring for for the big trout? All summer
0: and all fall. We we literally from when we open up to boating mid April, early May, um, all the way till they close us down in November. We're swimming those tubes. Uh, I mean, one of the funnest bites we actually have is in September, um, and a lot of these big rainbows migrate shallow, and they only should go shallow for about three weeks, but they pile up in about two three feet of water, and we'll burn those tubes in that same fashion just working with a real fast stroke and we'll work at like eight ten inches below the surface and when they hit it they come out of the water so it's you know you know you're working almost like a wake beat um but these fish just blow it up so literally yeah from right now all the way to fall you can swim tubes the entire year. in uh i mean it's fun it catches big fish it's versatile because you cover water and the awesomest thing i mean you have like Eighty-eight cents into a into a whole rig for fishing those tubes. So you, it's great to have that aspect of it. I'll
3: Nate, have to try that. I've never done that.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely, Nate. Have you uh, noticed? I mean, we've all been talking about this wacky weather that we've had lately with the snows and fronts and different things like that. Has that changed the timing of any of this stuff to significantly, or does... you know? It,
0: when you're talking about the rainbows, so rainbows, brown spinning in peril, I would say we are right, you know, as far as the calendar that I follow as a guide, we're about eight days delayed. Um, so, again, the, the bite's going strong now, but usually I had been going for, you know, seven to ten days by now on the strong bite. And really, the last couple days, it really just took off. So, we're about eight days delayed on that. now. Fortunately for me, I've been putting a major focus on big lake trout for about the last seven days, Um, and this weather has done nothing but help me. Um, If there's one fish that, that the weather helps, It's those big lake trout. They want it as cold and nasty as possible. They want it to be the Arctic Circle. So, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had snow on my boat in the last seven days and, you know, high winds and everything that is the most miserable conditions to fish in. Um, But, I mean, on a daily basis, we're seeing anywhere between three and eight fish, you know, in that 25 to 30-pound range. Um, so I'm taking advantage of the foul weather and targeting a fish that, that thrives in it. Um, but, again, I'd say, generally speaking, uh, the state's about seven to eight days delayed due to the, the crazy spring that we've had.
1: Well, that's good insight. Nate, anything else you want to add before we let you go for this week?
0: Yep. That's it. We'd, uh, we'd love to get some people out on the water. So if you guys want to learn these fights firsthand, always give us a call and then uh, write down on your calendar right now, June 5th, that's a Wednesday evening uh, at Chatfield. It's our next league night. We would love to have you out there. Again, you could have any age group, bring your family, bring your friends. Uh, but we would love to have you guys participate in the league. Uh, so, again, mark it on the calendar, June 5th, that's a Wednesday evening. Uh, you check in between 3.30 and 4 p.m. You fish 4 to 8. So uh, we'd love to have, have guys out at league. Uh, yeah, just wish you guys the best of luck on the water. You're doing a great job on the show today.
1: Thank you very, 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 very much. Nate Zelinsky. Thank you, Nate. Absolutely, yeah, really guys. You have a good day. All right. You too, bud. Well, on the other side of this, we'll be talking with Chris Wood, someone we both know. And this is Kirk Dieter and Tim Romano filling in for Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.
0: You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors presented in part by Sun Enterprises, Colorado's largest First ATV and motorcycle dealer. Dead.
3: She snuck out in that cotton dress. Jumped on in and we drove to the lake, put her hand on my knees and said, I can't wait. I had everything we needed in the bitter Thank
1: of you my Kyle tub. for the great music. Turns out my awesome stuff. This is Kirk Peters. All of my friend Tim Romano. Nope. You're filling in For Terry Wickstrom on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, 104.3 The Fan. And right now I get to bring in, you know, I'm not not overstating this, a a personal hero of conservation for me. This is Chris Wood, president and CEO of Trout Unlimited. Chris, you here? Hey, Kirk, how are you? I'm good, brother. How are you?
3: I'm excellent. Hey, Tim. How's it going, Chris?
1: Thanks for taking some time out of your weekend i know you've been traveling like crazy and the last thing you wanted to do on memorial day weekend was probably talk to me but yeah
2: here we are and no this is great I'm, I'm glad to be here i actually this is a good time for me to leave points west virginia where there is no cell coverage and come to romney to do this call because i just did a similar call to a south carolina radio station uh-huh. we're having our uh, June board meeting, as you know,
1: Kirk. You're a busy guy. You're a busy guy. That's good. Hey, you know, you're not going to say this because um, you're too humble a guy, but I'll say it. Um, you've grown this organization exponentially, and what I, I get excited about, Hey, um, you know, it's one thing to go to work and know you're making a difference, um, but Trout Unlimited is really different than other conservation organizations in the fact that we have – so many boots in the water, and so much work that actually gets done to fix rivers, and that's yep. only on an upward trajectory. So, I mean, how long have you been the CEO?
2: Uh, about nine, February 2010, so about nine years, a little more than nine years.
1: You've grown the organization at an average of 13% per year. Is
2: that right? Yes. Pretty
1: remarkable.
2: But to be clear, I didn't do that. Yeah, well, I mean, come I, on. that's
1: now we're getting into the humble part. But uh, no,
2: no, 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 no. But honestly, I mean, this is the thing about Tu. We, you know, this. I mean, we we have some of the finest conservationists in the country who work for this organization. And then, we, and then, the thing that I think is the secret sauce of the organization is, and then we've got you know this army of three hundred thousand volunteers and and supporters who uh you know who we don't pay but who go to work every day trying to make their streams better as well so it's uh it's a really remarkable organization and it's a it's a it's a true honor to be able to lead it
1: you know i i this brings up an important question and i wanted to ask you specifically about this there are people out there i'm sure who would love to be a part of trout unlimited but maybe they don't want to go to the chapter meetings you know or whatever uh, or they don't have the time to do that there's still ways to be involved and contribute and be a part of the family, even if you 're not going to every chapter meeting. Is that right
2: oh that's exactly right. I mean, I will tell you when I first started at t u you know i you know as you probably know i I probably attend seven to ten chapter meetings a year and so and and you know and i 'm not joking about this. There was one chapter in a state that I will not name that <clears throat> I actually attended a chapter meeting in a funeral home okay <laughs> <laughs> this is like 10 years ago and now more often than not these chapter meetings um they're in microbrews. you know they do these cool like iron tie tie um it's just a, a much better social experience than than i think it was a long time ago but um but you know what? You know I'm at the stage in my life where, frankly, I don't unless I'm, I'm doing it because I was invited. I don't typically go to my national capital uh, chapter meeting because I've got you know three boys at home who are playing baseball and and uh, and and uh, basketball and so. But you know, you're right though. There's other ways to get involved. You can, you know, you can obviously write a check. I mean, that that's easy to do. Sure. <laughs> but uh, you know. It, it, Seriously, you can write a check to support your local chapter or, or your state council. We have an awesome state council in Colorado or to support some of the on the ground work that the national organization is involved in around the country. Um, but of course, the, you know, the, there's other things too, you know, we, happily we live in this wonderful democracy where <clears throat> things like changing our, our water quality rules or, or build, building big dumb mines in, in, places like the headwaters of uh, Bristol Bay, that doesn't happen by fiat um and uh, you know people can make their voice heard and i think we do a good job of making that very easy to contact your your legislator to contact your member of congress to contract contact you know a state or a federal agency that might be permitting something stupid and tell them not to do that so there's lots of different ways that you can get involved
1: that's for sure and there's a lot of different things that trout unlimited does i mean um I've, obviously, our bread and butter, our work is to make water better, cold, clean water that supports trout and salmon. Um, but we're also engaged with fostering mentoring youth, uh, getting younger people involved in the sport, creating the next generation of River Stewards. And we also have an extensive uh, veteran service program. And I, I know that I was hoping that I could keep you on the other side of a break here. Chris, if you've got a few more minutes. Yeah, could, of course. I could take a you know, quick four-minute break and then uh, come back. And I'd like you to talk specifically about VSP because while this is Memorial Day weekend, and certainly there's a, Memorial Day is, is for honoring those who have made the ultimate sacrifice. And there's a Veterans Day for a reason as well. It's, it's appropriate also to talk about veterans and our Veterans Service Program and so forth. So if you can stick around with me for a little bit, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about that. Right on. All right. Thank you, sir. This is Kirk Dieter with Tim Romano filling in for Terry Wickstrom on 1043 The Fan.
3: And just let her cry.
0: You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented in part by Sun Enterprises, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer.
1: We're back. This is Kirk Dieter with Tim Romano. Filling in for Terry Wickstrom on 104.3 The Fan. And we're joined again by my dear friend, Chris Wood. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Kirk. How are you? Hanging in there. (laughs) Hanging in there. Hey, look, you know, uh, I want to talk a little bit about... um, Again, this is Memorial Day weekend, and Memorial Day is for honoring those who have made the ultimate sacrifice. And there's a Veterans Day for a reason, and that's a separate deal. But it is appropriate to talk about veterans this weekend for sure. And one of the things that Trout Unlimited does is we have such an extensive veteran service program. Could you talk a little bit about that for us?
2: Yeah, I'm happy to. This is uh, one of the things that I'm most proud about, uh, TU. The Veteran Service Partnership was founded in uh, 2011. Uh, It was actually made possible uh, by support of a company called uh, the Telos Corporation, which uh, my two, my older and my younger brother, uh, work at. And uh, Telos had generously been supporting TU previously, but uh, Emmett, my youngest brother, who works for my older brother, John, uh, came up with the idea of, of actually having a focused program that telos could sponsor uh, that that worked with veterans, and so uh, we created the Veteran Service Partnership. And the reason we named it a partnership is much like that old GTE ad, uh, Kirk, that you will remember. Tim will not because he's just a baby. Hey,
1: whoa uh, there,
3: whoa <laughs> there.
2: <laughs> but you know, we don't we don't make the the light bulb. Uh, we make it burn brighter when it comes to working with veterans. So we work with groups like. Uh, the Four Star Alliance, Project Healing Waters, uh, Warriors in Quiet Waters, Embrace a Vet, TAPS, Higher Ground, Sun Valley, the Wounded Warrior Project. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, if you uh, if you are a service organization trying to help wounded veterans to heal through uh, time on the water and, and fly tying, you know, we're the go-to organization organization. Uh, to supply the volunteer army that's necessary to do that kind of work. We have over 200 of our 400 chapters actively participate in veterans' work right now. And uh, I'll tell you, an amazing thing has happened along the way, Kirk. We started this program because we wanted to do something for people who have given so much to the country um, at often such incredible costs. And... And, and that was enough, right? That's enough. That's a good enough reason to do it in and of itself. But what's happened now is um, we're finding that these, these men and women who are so mission-driven and so driven to service, uh, they're, cu- they're entering into their, their first introduction to TU may be through a, a fishing outing or a fly-tying class where apparently the small movements associated with tying flies Um, is therapeutic for people, particularly with those with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, what's happening is that these people, who these vets, who have this sort of one-off experience with TU, uh, we we make them members, and then they start attending chapter meetings, and they start getting involved in some of our stream restoration projects. And now, in at least a dozen chapters around the country that I'm aware of, we have... uh, Veterans who came into the organization uh, seeking help, perhaps seeking solace or healing, who are now chapter presidents who are on the board of, of chapters. It's it's an awesome trend that I think is only going to increase.
1: Yeah, that, that I would say, Tim and I were talking earlier in the show about some of the neat experiences we've had fishing and we've been lucky. Um, and I've seen some amazing places, but I've never had more fulfilling time on the water than the time I've spent with veterans. And yeah. Doing these types of events and so forth, you just go home at the end of the day and you're humbled and you're honored to have helped and you uh, you see you see the in their faces and in their eyes the 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 solace that they find on the water and so forth and it just makes me feel really good about it. So
2: um, that's right, and you know, and it doesn't. This is the the, the amazing generosity of, of TU volunteers. It's not just with veterans either. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, it's. It's the work we do with kids all around the country. There's, you know, a program called Trout in the Classroom that's literally affecting hundreds of thousands of children who are learning about the life cycle of trout, learning about the hydrologic cycle, all through this STEM-based learning experience of raising trout. Uh, There's programs like Casting for Recovery where women survivors of breast cancer uh, experience, again, much like veterans, the healing power of water. Uh, there's just a, a whole number of associated organizations that I think benefit from the generosity of TU. I'll tell you that next weekend, Kirk, I'll be on, I know you fished this a couple years ago, I'll be on the Upper Delaware, sort of an unsung but fabled river uh, in New York and Pennsylvania uh, with a group uh, on a on a veteran service partnership couples trip. And so this we do two of these, one in the east and one in the west, and uh, we basically take uh, a veteran and his or her spouse uh, fishing for, for a weekend and in a in an awesome fishery like the Upper Delaware and uh, I'll be volunteering up there next week. I'm really looking forward to
1: it. I'm sure that'll be a wonderful great time of year to be on the Delaware that's for sure. Jealous. Yeah. I'm jealous about that. Well yeah. we have a few more minutes and you know we could talk. We, we do talk. We make magazines. We, we do lots of stuff together and <laughs> we talk about all the stuff that TU does but um, you know what makes this all possible? We, we talk about the bites and the fish and the rods and the reels and all the product and all the good stuff, and none of it's possible without healthy water, right? So none of this yep. stuff that we're talking about on the radio's health is possible without the healthy water. Talk to us, talk to us about Colorado in specific. I mean, there are some things that are going on here that are pretty exciting, actually. And, uh, you know, from working on abandoned mines and so on and so forth, to uh, working with uh, Denver Water on some flows and so forth. To you, know, teams had quite a big impact in Colorado in the last couple of years.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's been both um, – it's been an incredible run in Colorado, and, and we'd have to give a shout-out, of course, to uh, the great work of the Colorado Council as well. They have their own professional staff. In Colorado. But, but I'm guessing, Kirk, at this point, we must have, what do you think, 16, 17 staff people in Colorado? Yeah. Led by
1: Dave Nickham, who's awesome.
2: Well, Dave, that's right. Dave leads the staff of a couple of three, maybe. But I think the national organization probably has another 16, 17 staff, I think. That's right. Um, you know, in, in Colorado, including you both. Uh, that's although, right. I, I know Tim's a contractor, but so anyway, yeah, you're, it's, it's incredible. We've, You're right. Clean water is the predicate for great fishing. And if you're looking to book a trip in Colorado or anywhere else for that matter, uh, make sure you you Google uh, Trout Unlimited business member and then the state that you're going to go fishing in because we have over 500 businesses that that completely get that connection between healthy habitat and quality fishing. Uh, And they're members of our TU business program. And I'd encourage everyone who's listening and thinking about booking a trip this year to book a trip with one of these TU businesses or buy your next rod from a fly shop that that is a TU business supporter. Because they really, they get it. They understand that connection that you just described. And there's some really cool things that are happening in Colorado. We've got some pioneering work um, happening in Colorado uh, led by Jason Willis and his team, as you mentioned, cleaning up abandoned mines where we're partnering with Big, huge mining companies like freeport macmoran who understand that they have a corporate responsibility to give something back and are helping us to clean up dozens of these legacy mines that sit like ticking time bombs on the landscape. And I know that everyone in Colorado is all too familiar with what happened uh, when the animus slowed yellow through Durango a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, that brought in stark perspective what is happening on a daily basis in hundreds, if not thousands, of rivers around the United States, particularly in the West, where these old abandoned mines uh, leach their toxic brew of zinc and cadmium and arsenic into our drinking water and our fisheries. Mm. And uh, TU's cleaning that up. And then we've got other really cool projects. You mentioned Denver Water. Fifteen years ago, we were involved in an absolutely pitched battle with uh, Denver Water uh, and Northern, another water delivery supplier, about draining additional water from the upper colorado and 15 years of complicated negotiations and and tough love and and great partnership later we actually reached an accord where we're working collaboratively with uh with denver water and northern to create a bypass around windy gap reservoir which will significantly improve the upper colorado's uh fishery so just a tremendous amount of really good things that are happening there in colorado both on Uh, our incredible public lands, which are so important to protecting our native fish, as well as on adjacent private lands that harbor some of the best blue ribbon trout streams in the country.
1: Well, the beat goes on, my friend. I really, really appreciate your time and your efforts, and it's an honor to work with you and and for you and all that stuff. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Thank you very much, Chris Wood, president and CEO of Trout Unlimited. Thank you, Chris. It's been a
2: pleasure, Kirk and Tim. Hope to see you guys on the river soon. All right. Thanks.
1: Thanks. We'll see you soon. Kirk Dieter and Tim Romano filling in for Terry Wickstrom on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry
0: Wickstrom Outdoors, presented in part by Sun Enterprises, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer.
1: Well, Timmy. We did it, huh? Almost. (laughs) Almost. Kirk Dieter and Tim Romano in for Terry Wickstrom. And uh, we've got a few more minutes here. And I wanted to talk to you, Tim. Uh, You're known, obviously, as one of the best outdoor photographers in the country. We want to talk about photographic tips and so on and so forth. But there's something even more important, more relevant that I want to do. And that is I need to say hi to Mabel and say hi to Blair and you can say hi to
3: that, too. Yeah, I wouldn't be allowed to come home if I was <laughs> on live radio and didn't didn't say hello to the the baby bass Blair and Mabel. Hello. See,
1: there, so there we go. So we got that on <laughs> I should say hi to my mom. She's listening. So everyone, you know, when you get to do the radio show every once in a while, you get to say shout out to certain people.
3: That's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty nice.
1: So anyway, now back to business. Photography outdoors. You know, everybody. Uh, not, we were talking about it earlier, you can just take your phone and you can snap photos and so forth and and it's 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 more convenient and possible and easy um now than ever has been as far as the equipment that you use and sure, yeah, but there are some things though that you always have to consider and factoring in light and so on and so forth so like take me on the river when you know when you 're fishing it 's one thing, and you 're not worried about the photos, but when you go on a, a shoot like what are you thinking of
3: like uh well, me personally, I think everyone's different. Every photographer is different, but I and I I get a lot of uh, you know scorn for this, but I I am really not that into taking pictures of fish. I think the the story is a much more important and fun way to do photography.
1: You I know, totally agree. In fact, we did a feature.
3: That's right. Together, you were, you were nice enough to run. God, I don't know eight ten pages of 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 uh, In trout magazine. Trout magazine of of, what do we call it everything but the fish everything but the fish not a single fish picture
1: yeah it was all a feature on fishing in cool places but that wasn't a picture of one fish in it
3: correct yeah i and that's more fun i think you yeah. know take take a you know obviously you want to get posterity of like a big fish or a pretty fish or a wild fish mm-hmm. but you know we've all seen 16 inch brown trout we don't need to see more right take a take a picture of your buddy who gets to put in the drain plug in the boat or...
1: And his face when he Yeah,
3: or, or you know, someone who falls in the river and their waders fill up, get a picture of them like dumping out their waders or, right, you know, tell a story basically without, with with photos.
1: Now, I mean, that's a great, great point. And I try to do that with the writing too. I mean, if I just talk about what it feels like to pull on a fish, right? That's one thing. But... If I talk about the circumstances that go into the 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 different things that make this odyssey what it is it's, it makes it richer and deeper and better story
3: you know so. oh, yeah, I think you gave me a book of yours I don't like right when we were starting to partner on on business stuff and i the the quote your inscription said something it's not it's you you can probably remember yeah, better than me, but it's not about the fish. It's more about the people you meet and things you see along the way. And I yeah. think that's why we both like fishing so much. Yeah,
1: yeah. Ultimately, for me, you know, the fish are probably the least memorable part of my best fishing adventures. Not to say that I don't appreciate them.
3: But... Sure.
1: All right, let's go. Now this is very, you know, we're this is all very karmic
3: and <laughs> we're getting a little esoteric. <laughs> esoteric, right?
1: Let's get into something that's practical, though, and this is a, t- a topic that, we, you know, all English. You, you can kill fish, even if you're catch-and-release fishing, um, and you hold them out of the water for photos and so forth. Um, and they get starved of the, the sure. oxygen in their gills and so forth. What's your rule of thumb? How how long do you keep a fish out of water before you put them back? Or you don't even take out-of-water fish shots. Uh,
3: water? You know, I... I've gotten to do that less and less and less, and and it's kind of become a thing that's scorned upon in our industry is to see a fish not close to the water. So, years ago, a friend of ours, mutual friend Marshall Cutchin, another quote of his, he said, "You know, take a fish out of water to take a picture. Hold your breath, and as soon as you want to take a breath, the fish does too. Probably put that fish back in the water. It's never worth hurting or killing a fish to get a picture. It's just not."
1: Yeah, and I I go by a 10 second rule myself. You know, like they say, if this fish is out of water for more than 10 seconds, that's
3: probably more, that's probably a better assessment.
1: Yeah. So, what other things do you consider and you're taking? You know, you're not necessarily bringing, everyone's not going to have the gear that you have, but do you think about where the light is on the river? Or are you just mostly focused on being in the right place at the right time and then adjusting that way?
3: Uh, you know, I think in fishing, but it applies to a lot of photography is just anticipation and knowing what you know about your situation. So, if you know, you're out fishing and you get get ready for that shot that you want.
1: You so know? have it in your head what's going to happen. Yeah.
3: Plan it a little bit or get your, I mean, just silly things like get your camera out. Don't leave it in your backpack. Right. Um. Yeah. Think about it a little bit. And I, I think like really simple, basic tips without getting too technical or, I think, you know, everyone takes the picture standing up 10 feet away from their subject. And that's most of the pictures you see for anything. But just really, really simple things to start, you know, thinking a little bit more creatively about photography. Get really close to your subject, really far away. Stand up on top of your bumper. Lie down on the ground. Get different angles. Um, That's like the, the easiest thing you can do to start taking a little bit more creative shots.
1: Just um, mixing up the perspective, literally. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's hard because it's really easy just to stand there and take a picture. Right. Um, you know, we all do it. But if you just spend two seconds and do something a little bit differently, it can have big, big differences.
1: When you snap one, do you know or do you always have to look through the, you know, the images to know if you got it? Or do, when you push the button on the camera, do you just like know sometimes, oh, that's it, that's the money, I got it
3: occasionally yeah sometimes you do but more often than not i you know make a lot of work for myself and take a lot of pictures um and i
1: different now than it was 30 years ago right before yeah, people yes and no we
3: always used to have a mantra that that film is cheap but now it's really cheap because there is no film <laughs> That's right. That's so just click away it's you know it's work on the back end but yeah why what what's the harm yeah just keep firing away sure you never know what you're gonna get sure
1: even I can take photos once in a while.
3: Yes, you can.
1: Yeah, man. Even, even <laughs> I have had
3: some really good stuff from Tasmania.
1: don't uh, no, it's like lucky, lucky. Eh. So even the blind hog gets the acorn once in a
3: while, right? Occasionally,
1: yes. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I guess um, we got a couple more minutes here, and and uh, you know, I think that the 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 great thing about what I said about fishing being more about the people you meet places that you go is tr- more true every time I go out and I needed to tell you that I think that you're one of those people that I've met dude you're a good good guy and uh, it's been an honor working with you all these years it's been really fun to get you in the radio station and, well, and do this so,
3: likewise sir you've taught me a lot on on the other side
1: well I hope you'll come back sometime I would and love to. we can if Terry will have us back we'll come back and do it for sure
3: I would love to, and I just got a text from my mom, so I have to say, hi, mom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we'll call it a day. This is Kirk Dieter and Tim Romano filling in for Terry Wickstrom on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors 104.3 The Fans.